0: Austin, look what's playing in my car. I don't want to go there alone. I don't want to walk through through the rain rain without knowing that that I'm headed home. I am not a singer, but I felt compelled to sing this voice memo message to my dear friend, Austin. The life in you the life of me run on parallel paths though we traveled separately. Is this our is this our song? (laughs) Austin is one of those people who I could go years without talking to but if we got on the phone we would pick up exactly where we left off like no time had passed. I put this uh, CD in my, I guess, on rotation, and I forgot it was in there, and I literally uh, was looking for something to play because my iPhone to my car doesn't work anymore. So I was like, oh, let me put in a CD, and then your song comes on. I was like, yo, in rhythm, in rhythm. I've known Austin most of my life. We grew up Buddhist and even went to the same performing arts high school. Austin has always been a singer-songwriter. And this song I'm listening to is from high school. He wrote and performed it at age 16. I grew up listening to his words, his melodies, and then all of it stopped He's tried to pick it up here and there.
1: Okay, so there is a song that I began, I think it was 2017. It's called Feel the Flame.
0: But he hasn't finished a song in two years. Even when that song, like Feel the Flame, is pretty close to being done. All he has to do is record the vocals. Still, he hit
1: snooze. I've been sitting on finishing those vocals and even some of the lyrics for a good year year and a half so uh, we're gonna make that happen we're gonna finish writing recording vocals and get it out into the world
0: you're listening to snooze a podcast about things people put off how they conquer them but more importantly how they conquer themselves and i'm megan tan
2: Alarm rings, his snoozes twice. Get up late and take a shower, cold his eyes.
1: <laughs> like, just like getting ready for school. Like, it was
0: so weird. As Austin is singing the song, I'm trying to imagine him as a kid running around with one of those plastic toy boombox recorders, the one with the microphone. That's how Austin's love for creating songs started. <laughs>
1: So my earliest memory of being surrounded by music, I was probably three-ish. My dad was in a band in Dayton, Ohio, called the Kim Kelly Band. It's a jazz band. He's a jazz trumpet player. And I would just sit up under the table, sipping on a Shirley Temple, and then fall asleep listening to jazz music.
0: Throughout his childhood, music was like a cozy blanket. When things got tough he reached for it
1: i think music served the role of therapist because i'm an only child parents you know didn't weather the storm of whatever their marriage was at one point um my mom actually comes out when i'm seven as lesbian because she didn't even realize it till then um so it's just like a lot of stuff that's going on for a seven, eight year old and music is just maybe more of a distraction than anything else because I can grab my little two pound karaoke machine with the attached microphone cord and a blank cassette tape and just belt my little heart out to whatever's on my mind. And that, that was me making songs at that point.
0: Then in fifth grade, Austin was introduced to a singer who would transform him forever.
1: There was one song in particular that to this day is my favorite song in the entire world, no matter the situation, and that's Always Be My Baby, written by the Queen Mariah Carey herself. <laughs> So I remember specifically a a night, an evening, where I'm at a Buddhist meeting, and I'm kind of still young at this point, so I'm not really attending the meeting. I'm up in the homeowner's loft, and I have my my Walkman, and I just play Always Be My Baby on repeat for the entire one and a half hour duration of that gathering. So that song was probably the beginning of like, okay, I want to be the male Mariah,
2: always be my baby And we'll linger on And time cannot erase i feeling this strong Oh, don't you know That you can't escape me Oh, darling Cause you'll always be my baby
3: Snooze will be back After the break Now, back to the show
0: I'm driving on a highway in my hometown, Columbus, Ohio, and I look to my left and see a building I've known for a really long time. It's a giant tower made of this bright red brick that you can see for miles. It's my high school, Fort Hayes. I went to a public alternative performing arts high school and so did Austin. That's where we got close. We played theater games together, did free writes. We would dance down the streets, rehearsing pieces that we would later perform in front of the whole school. We saw each other every day, in math class, at lunch. He became like a little brother to me. I would encourage him to do his homework when he didn't want to. And when I was too afraid to perform, he would encourage me to get outside my comfort zone.
2: What up, boo-boo? Hi, you came to me.
0: I know. Austin still lives in my hometown, Columbus, Ohio. And so when I was visiting to be with family, I also went to see him. Uh oh, people be calling me. I be trying to do things. <laughs> Airplane mode. Airplane mode. Is that also a song title? <laughs> it could be catchy, right? I think the Zillennials would like that.
1: Airplane mode.
0: (laughs) At Fort Hayes, I was a dancer and Austin was a singer. At 15 years old, his male Mariah dream was starting to come true.
1: We're performing the song and it's like, everyone's jaw is just kind of dropping. Because it's like this little white boy with long blonde hair is belting out this R&B song by songstress Alicia Keys. I don't know, it was just this experience that I can't forget and I won't forget because it was like a breakthrough for me. And it was where I said, I'm a performer now. It gave me the realization that I can move people with my voice because before it was such like a closeted act, especially with the reaction of the audience of like, you know, hooting and hollering and and you better sing, white boy. And I gained that confidence like, okay, I can sing, but apparently I can also sing a little bit.
0: During his four years at Fort Hayes, Austin immersed himself in music and started recording his
1: songs. And there would be, I think, especially probably weekends where I wouldn't notice the time flying by, but it would be seven or eight hours, not eating, just like stacking vocal harmonies and like recording chords and just completing an entire song in one sitting.
0: His second home was the choir classroom. His third home was the stage. And his music didn't just speak to him. It spoke to all of us. I remember this one song that he wrote and dedicated to my entire graduating class.
2: I loved you dearly. I loved you dearly. Please tell me you can hear me.
0: I cried during the whole performance. And then there's this song. I don't wanna go there alone. After Austin wrote it, he wanted to perform it at a student showcase, and he wanted it to be accompanied by a dance. So he asked me and encouraged me to do my first solo performance in front of the entire school. The stage became the place where we could be our truest selves, an outlet for all of us. I
2: don't want to go there
1: alone. I've always been one to not live in the moment because I'm a huge worry wart. But when I'm singing or when I was singing, it was not that at all. It was like, temporary liberation from worry. It was a place where I could be confident, a place where I could literally just be.
0: But it's also easy for us to get lost in our art. I remember there was this one night I had just finished a dance performance, and even though Austin wasn't a dancer, he would support us. He would hang out with us after school, take photos for the department, sometimes run tech. And after the performance, Austin and I walk back to the car. It's late, and he's talking really fast. He's telling me that his mind has been running. He's been making music. He's been so inspired. He's loved the dance concert, and he's really excited, and he just wants to tell me. And I remember this because something was a little off. What are some of your favorite songs that you wrote during high school?
1: There's actually one that I literally, as you asked, I just remembered I wrote and kind of goes, you can have
2: anything you want. You've got all the power. Anything you ask for, you will receive. And anything you want to, you will achieve.
1: I think it's just like the most sparkly song. It represents what I think I saw from my life at that point, it's like that pure adolescent spirit of like, you can do it. But in like this very gentle ballad, beautiful piano vocal rendition, that's just like, wow, he did that.
2: Mm.
0: It's like you're right on the cusp, like you're, you're making something beautiful that you haven't made before that is tapping into this infinite possibility. But it's like right before... Right before there's going to be, like, a shift.
1: In a your- big transition, yeah.
0: Yeah, right. Austin would experience a curveball that would become his biggest detour. A detour that would take the love out of his love for music.
3: Snooze will be back after the break. Now, back to the show.
2: This is an
1: ode to Tater Tots.
3: Are you recording? Yes. Let's
1: share
2: this with the world, Joyce. Said she wants some Tater Tots And she wants some crunchy she wants some She do not want
0: them soggy. I graduated, and then a year later, Austin graduated. He moved to Southern California, 3,000 miles away from where we grew up, to go to college. At this small liberal arts college, he met two of his closest friends and collaborators Justin and Joyce. Both of them would eventually graduate college and start working in the music industry in Los Angeles.
2: Walk into the Soka cafeteria tomorrow morning at 10.30 sharp On the have them there cause, Ooh.
0: But at this time, Austin is met with something else. I remember getting a phone call. It's late at night. One of Austin's friends is calling me to tell me that Austin is in his dorm room and he won't come out.
1: Barricading myself in my dorm room. And this is a four-story dorm room, so people are concerned when it gets a little later in the day.
0: She's asking me if I can call him because she knows how close we were. Call him so I can calm him down get him outside, have him at least open the door.
1: And I'm visualizing, like, the plants and the trees outside getting greener and the clouds coming in different types of ways and nature is taking over. And it's like, none of this is actually happening.
0: I forget if the police are there. Maybe it's the fire department. People are trying to understand what's going on
1: deciding that mirrors will not be a thing in some new world that I'm envisioning because, oh, if you can't see yourself, then you can't compare yourselves to others and that judgment will be no longer there. From his
0: four-story dorm, all of a sudden, there's a crash. Austin breaks one of his windows and starts throwing things out of it.
1: Any clothes that are black and white solely should not exist in whatever world we are entering because black and white is not a real spectrum.
0: People are at the door, but he's not letting them in, and he's not coming out. And then finally, maybe an hour or so later, he opens the door. And so then what happens after that?
1: So that was my first hospitalization. Um, I think I spent about a week in a hospital in Orange County, California. Um, it was tough.
0: At the hospital, they tell Austin he just had a bipolar episode. Do you remember the feeling? like?
1: Yes. So it's it's like you go from... Every other part of the year of a trickling stream to a rushing river. Um, and en- that's what it feels energy. like. That's what it yes, it's like and it can even become physical. like you can feel the pulse in your veins through your like your train of thought. A
0: few days later, his mom flies from Ohio to California, picks him up, and takes him home. At home in Ohio, Austin can no longer use music as an escape anymore because he consumes it a little differently.
1: I think that at this point, it was the beginning of listening to music in a way that wasn't necessary or necessarily healthy. Like, I think I was listening to Kid Cudi at some point, and I'm like, In reality, he's just high writing lyrics, but I'm like, no, he's in touch with paranormals and extraterrestrials and giving us signs about Maya 2012. (laughs) That's not real, but that's probably where it was. You know what I mean?
0: His identity starts to change, and what makes Austin Austin becomes a little blurry. When you were younger, right, music was a way for you to escape. And so I was wondering if, as you got older and went through this decade of dealing with bipolar, if it was hard for music to become that escape again.
1: Um, it just became another layer to what was constantly going on with my, with my bipolar and my condition and my day to day. So it's not like it was something that could take me out of it. Like I think music did for me a while during my childhood, it took me out of whatever I was going through as a kid, but I think it just became the soundtrack to this last decade. I think it just became something to accompany the chaos.
0: And then something happened that changed his cycle of dealing with his own mental health and also with his creative life. Where is your relationship with music now?
1: So it really took a hit around the holiday season, I would say, September, October, November of 2015, when I will call a rolling episode bipolar episode began that basically lasted from those months of 2015 until march of 2016 the longest i ever experienced um that sort of energy we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. um and eventually in march of 2016 it came to a physical halt i broke my ankle in seven pieces and it put me on the couch for five months and it just kind of changed my whole life
0: being on the couch for five months forces Austin to slow his life down. For the first time in a long time, he's stuck at home. And he has to reevaluate how he's going to heal now.
1: The last episode I've had, so I'm over five years out from that, well wow. well well-medi- medicated but uh,
0: congratulations austin <laughs> thank you
1: yeah no it's actually the longest i've gone ever i think without any any trouble there um you wouldn't think that breaking a bone would like change your passion that you've been passionate about your entire life but i think it was just everything adding up to that point and you know it's not that i haven't been writing music it's just that it hasn't been a focal point for me and it's not something that I think about with joy, it's like, I've been somewhat broken, you know? Physically broken and just emotionally broken. Um, So much good has happened since then. But it's like the one thing that hasn't totally picked up again is music.
0: At Austin's house. (gasps) I'm
2: so happy to
1: I am a homeowner. Oh my god. I'm a homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> you?
2: That is so funny. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Hi, Jared. Well, hello up? there. Oh my Ooh. God. Ooh. So good to oh see you. Oh
3: my gosh. Hi. Hi. Welcome to my crib. I
2: know. Oh, my gosh, you guys, this is beautiful.
0: Oh, I can't believe you have a photo of me on your refrigerator. Oh, my God. So funny. That's how you know you're loved. Oh Oh, my god. Do you feel like when you were in high school, it was like music was your identity, you know? And then in your 20s, bipolar all of a sudden became your identity. Um, And now it's like trying to create space for both of those spaces to become a part of you again.
1: That's actually a unique way of looking at it. I don't know that I ever have, but I think it's pretty accurate. Well, if I get my piano stool out and sit in front of my keyboard and start writing a song... It's like, who are you trying to be? You're not that guy anymore. Like, you went through shit, you're shit. That's almost what's holding me back on some days from just doing the damn thing. Because it's like, I have everything I need. I have all the physical equipment I need. I have the ability. I think I have the talent, you know? But it's just, the spark isn't there. And there's so many songs that are started and not finished, you know, of mine. that just They just need to be lit.
0: You don't have to repeat the behaviors that you have in the past. You don't have to like manifest those, right? It can be fun. I want it to be fun for you. I want it to be like candy. I want it to be like, you know, like you sitting down and instead of getting it right, I want you to focus on joy, you know?
1: Focus on joy.
0: Focus on joy.
1: That's a life motto right there. Yes, Okay, here we go, here we go. This is my first Snooze Audio Diary. This is Austin Fehrenbach. It is Saturday, November 13th, 2021 at 7.01 p.m. Eastern Time here in Columbus, Ohio. So what I'm going to do here shortly is um, just play Always Be My Baby, my favorite song ever in the world, but, you know, by Mariah Carey, just to state the obvious. Um, just to get into the mood of music and vibes and all of what that song makes me feel. So let's get this started.
0: You're gonna do it the Austin way and you're gonna do it the Austin way of who you are today. Before you do your vocals, I want you to have a ritual, okay? You're gonna play, what was it, Always Be My Baby? literally there we yes you're going to play it it's going to be you and mariah and you're going to have fun maybe you warm up your vocals as you sing with her right
1: that's great that's great okay that's a different way to do music for me yeah <laughs> Yes, okay. That was everything. Alright, so this is where it gets real. I'm actually going to open my file. Um, Feel the Flame is the song that we are working on. First time opening it since february almost nine full months so here we go we're opening it wow i could have had a baby <laughs> well have i have had the parts for that we can get a little preview of the instrumental that we're working with so here we go <laughs> face on it when you do it.
0: Going to call Austin Fairbuck. Hello. Oh my God. Can you hear me?
4: Yeah. How did it go? What happened? I just sat down and did it. And the best part was like, Randomly coming up with like vocal parts, like all the stacks and harmonies and the backgrounds of the verses. So that was a lot of fun.
0: So Uh, you and you just had fun?
4: I did. Yeah.
2: Yay. Austin.
4: Yes. I think it took a little while for me to like officially feel like I was doing well at it because mm-hmm. it had been so long like it literally took me probably like half an hour or 45 minutes just to record the first part mm-hmm. and be happy with it mm-hmm. but it kind of just went really fast after that
0: wow Okay, okay. now i'm getting into the car going down the street there is some corn in the backyard of this person's house and i could see it over their fence Is that Barry, Ohio? I'm so happy for Austin and Gerardo. They're in the middle of completing the other pieces of their lives. And I feel honored to be able to be on the refrigerator (laughs) and encourage them as I drive through my old hometown. Columbus, Ohio, where I grew up. On a chilly day in December, Austin sits down in front of his computer and does something that has taken him two years to complete.
1: So here we go, logging into SoundCloud, going to the upload section, okie dokie, and it's ready. Click Save to post this track. Here we go. 11.24 p.m. on Friday, December 17, 2021. Feel the Flame is going live. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Augie Sacks, Feel the Flame, lyrics written by us. and Fernandes, lyrics are right there, upload complete. Go to your track. Awesome. Oh, it's playing. That means that it works, so I'll
2: just keep it going. I don't know if I'm just a do I'm seeking the reason why you stop believing, cause now no one's causing pain. The scope of my whole fat fear copes at the end of, the of, it's road, road. of its rope, and it's us to blame. I don't know if I'm just the last well,
4: The fact that I tapped into my passion again after so long, I think is allowing me to feel a little bit more at ease. Like I'm working on this other um, newer song and like I'm singing it every day, like at my desk at work in between taking calls. I'm like singing the different harmonies that I want to like layer. And so I was like, but I think before I was like just in a rut, so it's, I, I feel like I'm at ease and feeling more free with my voice and my abilities. I'm the first you burn
2: to I'm the last you turn to I am the first you burn to And the last it serves to Teach me how to feel the pain
3: This episode of Snooze was produced by me, Emma Alabaster. I also did the sound design and created some original music. It was written by me and Megan Pan edited by eric galindo who also did the fact checking it was mixed and engineered by donald pass jessica pilot is our talent producer eric galindo is our showrunner megan tan is our host our producers are marina Panya and me emma alabaster our associate producer is kyle chang antonia sarahito and leo g are the executive producers our theme song is by wayne dopeman andrew eatman wrote and composed the original music for the show Feel the Flame was written and sung by Austin Fehrenbach and produced by Justin Sandoval, who also goes by AFTA. That's A-P-H-T-A. Austin also wrote, produced, and sung the majority of the songs you heard throughout this episode. You can listen to more of Austin's music by searching Augie Stacks on SoundCloud. That's Augie, A-U-G-I-E. Stacks, S-T-A-C-K-S. Make sure you hit follow, like, and subscribe to Snooze wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Megan on Twitter or Instagram at Megan Lee Tan and the show at Snooze Podcast. Our website on alias.com is designed by Andy Cheatwood and the digital marketing team, who also created our branding. Snooze is a production of Aleas Studios. Thanks to the team over there, including Taylor Kaufman, Kristen Hayford, Sabir Brara, Kristen Muller, Andy Orozco, Michael Costantino, and Leo G.
4: Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.
3: If you like snooze, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Trust me, it really helps us out, and we would love to know what you think. And if you love this show for real, become a sustaining member of KPCC and L.A. Studios. Go to LAist.com slash membership. Support the place that makes this work possible and supports people like me. I'm Emma Alabaster, and thanks for listening.
0: On the next episode of Snooze, I talked to my mom, Susan, one of the wisest people I know.
3: So it was me bringing out my inner core strength to say, you can do this. You know, just be careful. Just take your time. Just be conscious of what your body is doing and you'll be fine. And
0: my niece, Jillian, a 12-year-old old soul. Time is like a river. You can't go back into the past. About how they encourage themselves when life gets a little choppy. I'm Megan Tan, and thanks for listening.